This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Not Stephen Scott. Welcome to another edition of Double Tap Canada. I am Marco Flalo sitting in the co-host, well, the host chair, I guess. Uh, for a uh, Stephen Scott, who's taken a week of relaxation now following his week of ailment. Uh, alongside me is Sean Priest. Welcome to the week, Sean Priest. Thank you, Mike. So it's relaxation now. Well, that's all I can say. All I remember is I get a phone call saying, hey, why don't you and Sean do that again next week so I can relax and just, you know, take relax. a week off of recovery from being recovering. I think he's milking it. I think that's the phrase. I think he's uh, swinging the lead. Uh, I expect him back here next week with a doctor's certificate. Well, he will be back next week because if not, I'm not going to be here. And uh, also next week, uh, even though we keep saying this week after week, Dave Brown from now with Dave Brown will be joining us to talk all about um, Android and all the fun stuff that we were supposed to talk about two weeks ago that we didn't. So we're going to talk about it next week. I don't believe it. He's like the dragons in Game of Thrones. You know, he's always promised, but he never shows up. Is that what happened? I never watched Game of Thrones, so I don't really I've know what happened. I've never seen happens. it myself, but, you know. <laughs> so you have no idea if the dragons show up or if they don't show up. No, no. Oh, I just, just, how that I just listen to things. Sorry. How are things in uh, on the other side of the pond in terms of this whole coronavirus thing? Are we uh, on a road to recovery at this point, like they are in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. Things are easing off a little bit, you know. Things are looking good. I had my vaccination, and uh, I was a little bit worried because some people were saying, "Oh, you know, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be a little bit ill for a week or two, But absolutely fine. I didn't have any problems at all. So uh, this was I'm the first fine. vaccine. I'm safe. The first one. Yeah this this is my first jab. And which um and which um flavor did you have? Oh, I don't know the Oxford Asteroid. AstraZeneca. Oh, okay, the one that's going to give you blood clots. Okay, that's great. So, uh, hang news. on. Let's, I am let's fine. See. No, you're, you will be fine. I promise you'll be fine. You know what? I had the Moderna, um, other than a really sore arm the next day, which could be related to the shop. It might be related to the excessive lifting that I did the day prior. Um, oh, I'm not in shape, Sean. Sean, I'm, I'm not in shape. And, no. and this is what happens when you lift things. You're um, a certain age. It's funny because uh, you say you had the Moderna one. And when I got in there, I said, which one am I having? And they said, well, how old are you? I said, I'm 48. They said, oh, you'll be having the uh, asteroid. Um, asteroid. 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 <laughs> so they said, I said, what is that? I said, well, that, that's the one we give to that, that age range. So apparently I'm, I get the old one. So you must have got the young, funky Moderna. I was going to say, because uh, here uh, the uh, asteroid Zeneca, as you call it, um, yes. is only given to 55 plus because I guess they're on their way out anyway. So they uh, figured that. It's, it's just, wow, that's horrible of me. I should not say that. I apologize. I take oh, that back. Yeah, I didn't mean terrible. to offend anyone except for Stephen Scott. Um Busy week, a busy week in tech. I know that you and I were talking off the air. You're like, I don't know if we're going to have enough to talk about. Did you realize how much stuff there's happened between the, this week and last week? I well, mean, obviously not. No, Mi- sorry, Microsoft Build Conference was on. It started yesterday. Um, it's on for another couple days. Um, Apple announced a whole bunch of software stuff. The new iPad is now in people's hands. This new 12.9 inch with the mini LED display, which, by the way, Side by side to the uh, the last generation iPad, what a difference! And 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 I know you're going to say, okay, that's great, it's a screen, but you know what? It's like going yeah. from looking at this grayscale thing that you never really paid attention to to like full vivid color because the blacks are just not lit up if they're not nothing on the yeah. pixel. So side by side, you can definitely tell a big difference. And this M1 chip, I I really. I want to know what kind of juice they're injecting this thing with, but the things you can do on an iPad now, really, I think we've come to the point now where we're just limited to software. Just let us have that pro software on this device and and it'll perform like you'd never seen before. Well, it'll perform exactly the same as everything else with an M1 chip in it. I don't think it's cut down at all, is it, the one in the iPad? Doesn't appear to be so. Yeah, so it would be amazing. But, I mean, it's, it is just so tricky. What are Apple going to do? I mean, they've obviously got a roadmap, 
in mind. They know where they're going with this. Uh, it's just us that aren't quite sure, but they've got to. <laughs> There's got to be a combination of that Mac OS and the touchscreen at some point. It's just got to be. You, you'd think there is, eh? but they keep denying it. They keep saying, no, no, it's not going to yeah. happen. It's not going to happen. Don't fake news, no. fake news. <laughs> So um, you seem really excited by this. So you've you've got it in your grubby little hands right now. I take it. Well, so I, I went shopping this past couple uh, of weeks. Of I mean, I'm did. not gonna lie. Um, I went to the Apple Store. I picked up the new Apple TV 4K, which has lots of really cool features like color mm. calibration. Most mm. honestly, I got it mostly because of Wi-Fi six. Because I do yep. have a Wi-Fi 6 network in my house, which means it's going to be faster. Um, yep. Obviously, faster processor, which definitely comes uh, comes through. Um, and and you know, well, you, you notice things loading faster. All right. You know, okay. with things like Netflix, things like Amazon Prime, even Apple TV, you know, originals. You just you click it and they start. There's no delay anymore. It's nothing. Nothing's loading. Nothing's buffering anymore. But is that anymore. down to the performance, or is that down to the Wi-Fi both. connection? I think it's both. I think it's a combination. Yeah. You know. It's a combination. I wonder how much AI is in there, wondering if it can predict what you're going to watch next. Can oh, you imagine? AI is everywhere. AI is everywhere. See, it's I'm tempted to say, sorry, I'm, I'm moving on from the Apple TV because it bores me. I'll I be understand. honest with you. It's okay. The iPad, though. See, I am tempted to say, oh, yeah, look at you with your eyes and your screen comparisons. But there's something about it. I mean, I've got a monitor. I do have a monitor in front of me, and it's just so washed out. It's just so gray. Um, I've got high contrast on, um, but it's it's terrible. Um, I only use it when I'm in emergencies and I zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. But it's that contrast ratio. It's the backlight. Terrible. Obviously, it's a cheap monitor. It's me, right? Yeah. So I am totally aware of what a difference a nice and, and more than that you know the the what's the contrast ratio like a million to one on that thing yeah i think it's even higher than that to be perfectly honest it's yeah and, and the, the the brightness is amazing so it, it does make a difference and just because you know someone's got low vision or something it, it is very easy to say oh well, the screen doesn't matter but actually in some cases it matters more because that that high definition that high uh, contrast rate can really help so i am jealous no, no, I would listen, it's okay to be jealous. But you know what? You also benefit even they take the screen out of the equation. Um you know, this is this is what, what here's a question for you. Okay, and I, I'm gonna think think with my visual impaired mind here. The screen doesn't matter. Good luck. The screen doesn't matter, right? It really right. doesn't matter at the end of the day if you're using voiceover. Um nope. so really, I mean, if you took all the innards of that iPad, took the screen out of the equation, so take the battery power required to power that screen. Okay? Yeah. Shove this into a device that's the size of, I don't know, a stopwatch. You can have a full-fledged computer that you control with your voice. An audio feedback in literally the size of something that fits in your palm. If you don't have that screen. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, arguably that's the iPhone or at a push, the Apple Watch. Yeah, but the Apple Watch isn't powerful enough yet, is it? No. And again, it's down to the software that's powering it as well. Look, the, the iPhone, though, iOS, I mean, as I mean, Stephen said before, we can be on a train or something, have the phone in our pocket, pull out a Bluetooth keyboard, a pair of headphones, bang, you're away. You know, you can email and do whatever. When you talk about slightly more intense things, maybe some audio editing, then, yeah, you know, not so much. But um, yeah, you're right. You're getting there, and it it is down to that M1 chip as well. That 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 leveling of all the performance. There's something about it. But isn't that package going to be bigger than the? I mean, the M1 chip package itself, the actual hardware, that's going to be a decent size, isn't it? Oh, well, I mean, if you look at some of the teardowns of some of these devices, I mean, they're tiny. I mean, they're getting this thing down to the size of. You know, a micro a micro SIM card or a micro a micro SD no card. No way. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it gets smaller and smaller as they get more and more precise in terms of <laughs> the way they the manufacture these. That's ridiculous. In that case, I want an M1 Apple Watch this year. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I don't think you know they're probably. This is what's interesting because they're making their own silicon, they're manufacturing it, they're designing it. So clearly, the cost is obviously less given the price that we're paying for the computers. So you have to assume there is a profit margin in there, so they make money on the chips. But how much profit margin we don't know. But it's definitely, you know, at least twenty-five to thirty percent cheaper than an Intel chip. 
Um, but yeah. I mean, can you imagine if they mass produce this enough to, to throw into an Apple Watch? I guess we'll see that happen. I guess we will see that happen eventually, like an M something chip end up in an Apple Watch. That I don't see why mind. not. Well, what could we do with that? You think we could fly? Yeah, probably. No, it'll probably still just be notifications and how many steps you took because Apple will just wall it off. <laughs> <laughs> you could fly with it, but Apple won't allow it. So this is what I bought last week so far. So I've got the uh, couple Apple TVs, which, by the way, the new remote really is a game changer. Forget the entire device, honestly. Just go out and buy the remote. If you've got an Apple TV already, if you're happy with the way it works and you don't care about any of the fancy gizmos on it, just go spend that. I think it's 29 or $39 on that remote. Um, number one, connectivity is way better. So if you have your Apple TV kind of concealed in a display or behind your TV and you had problems trying to swipe and get precision on clicking things, suddenly that's you know it's changed because you have a physical click wheel that you can go and actually go left, left, right, 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 and, and actually get to where you're going. But the connectivity itself is just is just mind blowing. Why are you so why are you laughing at me you're like this? So touchy, aren't you? Because there's nothing wrong with that Siri remote in oh, the last God. gen Apple TV. You it, it, that whole touch surface oh, is up. clickable itself. You can tap each edge, so you've got the four way cursor. Uh, directional keys anyway there is absolutely nothing wrong with it and yet can, everyone can goes you, on about how you can terrible touch each it is beg your pardon you can tap each edge to go left right up and down yes I, did, I didn't know that yes <laughs> I think you need to turn it on but you used to be able to yes really? you can you just, that, that's all that was standing in the way of me and yeah exactly and right lack See, of insanity as Mr. Jobs said you're using it wrong it's perfectly fine but I'm glad ah. you've got the new one wow so WWDC is uh, announced uh, June 7th. We're going to see our keynote. That's going to happen at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, uh, lots of cool stuff expected. iOS 15. Oh, 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 oh. Now, I'm glad you brought this up. We talked about Android last week, right? I mean, yes. I was trying to get into the Android 12 accessibility sessions, and it just kept telling me I had a malformed link. I thought that was a bit insulting and personal, but... Google knows everything. So I couldn't get into the accessibility session. But apparently there's not a great deal of um, new features anyway, just a bit more of um, tidying up, really. But I, I think Android 12, the, uh, the, the user interface, right, is yep. looking really good now. The way they've got the notification and the lock screen. If you've got no notifications, the clock is larger and takes up more of the screen. It's just those little things. I think Android 12 is looking beautiful. And I think iOS 15, now I am so sick of the look of iOS. And that's from a blind man. I am sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> they need to, they just need to bring it. I don't know. It just feels so dated now. Well, what would, what would be your wish list? Like, if you try to you know, pinpoint specific elements of pain oh, for you, no. what would your wish list be? Well, well don't ask me for things. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think the, the, like they, the things they've brought in so far, like the app library, it just seems totally pointless to me. Um, the widgets are okay. I mean, that's added something. But, it, you know, I'm struggling to think of something. Let me yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> what is he talking about? Because all these things have been fixed. No, yeah, but it still feels. It doesn't. Uh, no. It Anyhow, feels iOS 15 is coming dated. up at WWDC Sorry. as well as a new version. Uh, I mean, this me. is going to be. This is fun. It's all software based, but we're expecting. This is the the latest leak is that we're going to see a newly designed MacBook Pro. Um, you know, it hasn't really gotten a facelift in many years now. We saw the 16-inch version, so they, you know, increased the screen size a bit. But we're expecting to see more of this flat kind of iMac-style design, which is curious. Um, I, you know, if you, if you, you know, follow my lead, I bought the MacBook Pro with the 16-inch, and I absolutely regret it, especially when the M1s came out. So... Doesn't everyone? Oh. It, that, but that's purely down to the M1s. I know Stephen's been trying to get his Intel-based MacBook Pro back into the game, back into There's his no workflow. Point. There's no point. There's no point. Over. And he says he's terrible. <laughs> yes. So here, here's what uh, this text I got from Stephen last night. Uh, where is Stephen Scott? He goes, "The MacBook Air battery is incredible. It just doesn't die. I charged it once two weeks ago, and it's still happy on that charge on sleep, not even shutting down." What? Sean, if I could tell you my experience with the MacBook Pro, the 16-inch MacBook Pro Intel, I plug it in overnight, okay? I normally, because I work from home now, I'm not even touching this machine until bedtime when I get into bed and I have to do some work. So I take it off the charge. It's now 100% charge. 
If I get an hour and a half before I get the warning saying your computer is going to shut down soon, then I'm lucky. And I have to tell you, I'm not video editing. I'm not audio editing. I think it's all Chrome. <laughs> Chrome is killing it, and you've got the screen brightness at a thousand percent. No, I don't. Something. The screen screen brightness is probably at about sixty percent. Um, I turn Bluetooth off. It's just Wi-Fi. It, and the battery just... can't be that old, then, because no, just... battery's not old. I got this machine a year and a half ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, if I didn't lease it, I would I would be selling this thing off. The, I mean, it would it would be out the door. But I mean, I can't get rid of this. It's unfortunate. You... <laughs> it's a lease. You can't return it, it early. Wow, that's unbelievable. Wait, no, I hang on. I can it. return it early. Um, I can just have to pay monthly for it, even if I return it. So what's the point? You know, so it's uh, I'm stuck yeah. with it for another God, another year and a half. Oh, my God. Ah, well, the new uh, M, whatever, M2-powered Mac Pro computer is coming soon, apparently, according to rumors. So, yeah, I'm uh, curious to see how that one more blows leasing. away my $21,000 lease on my Mac Pro. <laughs> Isn't it oh, funny? We man. look back and suddenly think, these Intel-based Macs are absolutely terrible. What it's even worse because I'm paying monthly for these things. Well, you know what? We've got to take a break. Oh, my God. Sorry. <sighs> you, and you were worried that we'd have nothing to talk about today. Come on. <sighs> I got carried away. What was I thinking? This is Double Tap Canada. He is Sean Priest. I am Mark Aflalo, sitting in the hosting chair for a uh, recovering Stephen Scott, who will be with relaxing. us next week. Relaxing, sorry. Relaxing. Yeah. You know, those alcoholics, I'm telling you. Uh, 1-844-971-1999 is our phone number if you want to call and leave us a voicemail. Email address feedback at ami.ca. We're going to take a, a quick break here and come back and talk. Uh, I don't know. We're going to talk about stuff because there's stuff to talk about, right? Well done. Yes. Like, yeah, stuff. Miss something on today's show? Search for Double Tap Canada on the podcast platform of your choice and listen anytime. We'll be back after this. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. We're back on Double Tap Canada. Mark Aflalo and Sean Priest sitting in... Why are we not sitting in for Stephen? We're here every week. Yeah, we're, we're covering for Stephen. Forget about Stephen. Let's not mention him. Yeah. Um, Whatever. We don't yeah, need him. Okay. I've got one Stephen's person with an here. accent. That's all that matters. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I'm here for. The accent. Um, headphones. Can we talk about headphones. Oh, if we have to, you and Stephen are obsessed with headphones. It's a problem. I do have a problem with headphones. Mm, I do mm, have mm. a lot of lot of headphones. I can't figure out what to use. When to use. there's a lot of headphones in my life. Just get the cheapest ones and then just lose them, throw them away, let them break, and then buy some other cheap ones. So you know. Apple announced uh, a new category of their music service, which is Apple Music Lossless. Um, which Have for they actually announced that name? Is that official? Yeah, of course they're official. All right, okay. I yeah, it's know. actually, it's a, I mean, relaxing. it's going to be available. Uh, you know, Sean, it's, it's a, research is what we have to do here, okay? Uh, so lossless audio, this means in audiophile terms is that it's basically... As as it would have sounded on the original recording, so there's no generational loss. It's 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 coming soon. So it's coming in the next gen, uh, next uh, version of iOS. They have announced that um, they're going to be bringing it to their devices. Obviously, you'll need a headphone that is compatible with lossless music, which normally means it's not going to be an analog signal. It's going to be a digital signal direction, uh, direct, da, 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 a digital Ooh. signal directly to the headphones. Here's what yes. Apple says. Okay, um, most audio compression techniques lose some amount of data contained in the original source file. Lossless compression is a form of compression that preserves all of the original data. Apple has developed its own lossless audio compression technology called Apple Lossless Audio Codec, ALAC. In addition to AAC, the entire Apple Music catalog is now also encoded using ALAC in resolutions ranging from 16-bit 44.1 CD quality up to 24-bit 192. So this is a pretty significant difference if you're using the right headphone. In order mm. to do that, you're going to have to have um, an iPhone or an iPad updated to uh, iOS 14.6, which is available actually now, if you want to go download that. Yes. A wired headphone connection, uh, either you know whether it's headphone or receiver or powered speakers, um, and 
you're going to need an external digital to analog converter um, to get songs at a higher rate than 48 kilohertz. So pretty simple. Go to settings, music, and just tap audio quality, and you could turn lossless on or off. No, sounds great, right? And also there's support coming for Atmos as well with that. Correct. And you'll be able to, you know, experience this on your Apple TV if you have an Apple TV 4K. <gasps> going to be there as well. Um, lots of cool stuff. If you actually, if you just search up Apple lossless audio, you can see there's a help article that kind of explains everything that's going on. This is big for audiophiles. I mean, this is something that until now you'd have to subscribe to services like Tidal just to get that quality of music. And, it, you know, it is noticeable if you are using the right pair of headphones. Yes, and that's the key, though, isn't it? I find it funny that uh, the AirPod uh, Max, Max yeah. will not will support, not support it. Yes, I know. I mean, oh. wow. how, how, how embarrassed must they be to come out and have to state that? Yeah, it's not going to support it. The lightning cable connection doesn't support lossless and Bluetooth, obviously. I think that the top end of Bluetooth is 320 kbps or something like that. So that doesn't support uh, lossless either. So those, what was it, $700 Maxis headphones yeah, you've got? Yeah, yeah. No good for lossless. Sorry. Isn't that insane? I, that is insane. Did you see that that nine to five put together a concept of uh, that, that there may be an iPod Max, uh, just an iPod purely for lossless music and uh, with a click wheel and everything. Oh, now I, I don't for one second see this happening, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Stephen was excited because obviously he just bought his uh, terrible, pointless iPod Classic, so he's all in the iPod at the minute. But yeah, that, this seems like really strange to me and there was talk in that article as well about well all we need is the airpod max 2 which would uh maybe use airplay or have a 3.5 mil jack or something to be able to uh to handle lossless you would audio think that with that lightning cable they'd make a special cable or something where you can just plug it into your yeah. device and just do it maybe they will maybe they will maybe they will bucks. Yeah, seriously, $299.99 or 700 Canadian if you want to buy that cable to work with your, your AirPods Max. Um, Bose is in the news as well this week talking about of course. new hearing aids, $850 hearing aids. I, I, I joke about the price tag, but I mean hearing aids tend to be more expensive than that, to be perfectly honest. Um, but they are FDA cleared, and, and they're one of these direct-to-consumer hearing aids. So, you know, if you don't need to go to a doctor and you have moderate hearing loss then these are kind of things you can buy yourself off the shelf. They look, I mean, the ends of them look like little headphones, but they do have that little thin tube that goes around your ear so you can have them behind your ear like regular hearing aids do. Yeah. But the the cool thing is is that these are, you know, completely Bluetooth compatible. You can take phone calls, listen to music on them um, as can well. Can you? Yeah, you can. can uh, on the article that I read from Bose there, these do not support FaceTime audio, do not support Zoom, and do not support making calls. And I thought, what? And that was the whole point for me. I mean, obviously, that sounds like a total nightmare. I mean, I can understand them from a hearing aid point of view. And as you rightfully said, you know, the, the price point, actually, when you compare it to other, other hearing aids, is, is actually quite cool. And it is disrupting the market a bit. It's a bit like um, Braille displays, you know, Braille displays are... 5000 2000 whatever dollars um, until the Orbit reader came along and it was like 500 bucks. And you think, wow, actually, that's a huge difference. And it, it seems the same for hearing aids. I'm not up on it. But, yeah, that was one of the things that I, that I read that you couldn't. Yeah, you're right. I was completely wrong. Thank you. Look oh, at this. God, can, they, can they stream music? And I did phone calls. Uh, they cannot stream music nor take phone calls directly from your device. To take calls, try holding the phone speaker slightly above and behind the ear so that it's in close proximity to the microphones. Wow, that's not, not uncomfortable at all. That's, no. What, what is he doing? He's holding the phone in the wrong place. Well, no, it's the right place for me. But, I mean, really, eight hundred fifty dollars for these, and you can't Bluetooth stream. I mean, regular hearing aids like the company. One of the companies that makes um, uh, hearing aids was called Phonak, P H O N A K, I believe it is. Um, even they've added Bluetooth, you know, control to hearing aids, so people don't have to pump the volume up and disturb loved ones. So I can't imagine why they yeah, would I do was, this. I was wondering if there was some sort of FDA guide or ruling that they couldn't 
you know, that, that they wouldn't uh, include this because you think, well, why wouldn't you? They're, they're Bluetooth anyway, and it makes it doesn't make any sense. But um, uh, the story we're going to talk about later on with the um, Apple um, accessibility improvements, they do mention this as uh, as part of um, an improvement that's coming. So maybe maybe they'll they'll add it later on. I'm not sure. Well, tell me what you're talking about. Do tell what you're talking about. Accessibility well, uh, okay, sorry. Well, I will jump. To, I was I was. Uh, you can jump slave. ahead. We don't need to do anything in the order that in which it was presented <laughs> I to was us. Slave to the show. Did notes. you put these articles in this document that I'm looking at, or did Stephen do this to try and manipulate his way into our minds? Yeah, no, it was it was all Stephen. Blame Stephen. No, so no, this is great actually. So, because of uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day last week, um, Apple announced uh, uh, some, and this is something that Apple never do. They pre-announced some um, apps and some improvements they're bringing to accessibility, and uh, one of them that they did bring up was hearing aids and the ability. I think they call it by by audio. Um, it, the the MFI certified so made for iPhone hearing aids will become available later this year and they will support exactly that so you will be able to make FaceTime audio calls and everything like that so maybe it's a limitation on the, the, the iPhone or whatever but that is coming so I think that's really really interesting another thing they they they've launched as well and it, actually it's out today on the 27th is the sign I think it's called sign line or sign sign time uh, it's it's an I'm app listening. anyway. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while we look that up, it's called Sign Time. I think uh, it's an app that allows you to get. If you think of something like Be My Eyes or Ira, it allows you to get access to uh, a sign language interpreter in uh, Apple stores or during Apple support. So you don't have to pre-book a, a, an interpreter if you're hard of hearing or deaf at all. You just download this app. You click connect and you've got a sign language interpreter right there. Now, currently it's American Sign Language, so it's available in the US and UK and France as well. Um, but they are they do say that they're going to roll this out to other countries very soon. So, I, I mean, that sounds fantastic to me. You know what sounds amazing to me? And this is where, you know, I find that you know, a lot of these accessibility features, while they're designed for one purpose, tend to have this trickle effect to other other, you know, whether people with disabilities or just, just everyday people. Assistive touch for the Apple Watch. Oh, yes. People are excited about this. This basically gives you hands-free control of the Apple Watch with just movements of your fist. So what it does is it takes advantage of all the onboard sensors, the accelerometer, gyroscope, even the heart rate sensor, and it detects the movements in your wrist, so it allows you to control things. For example, they were demonstrating, and this, I believe, is coming out in the next version of iOS, because I've tried to turn this on and I haven't been able to do this yet. Um, like squeezing your fist as a click, you'd be able to kind of tilt your wrist to get a mouse pointer on the screen if you need to, to select different things. Um, pinching your, tapping your, your fingers against each other, like your index finger and your thumb, um, allows you to switch between different items on the screen. So can you imagine using this with voiceover? Uh, yeah, I know, exactly. And I, I was wondering, could this work with voiceover? Because as you said, I think it uses the accelerometer to move a cursor around the screen. And obviously, is that going to work with voiceover? And I'm sure they've thought something about that, and I'm sure there's a way around it. But, I mean, aside from that, taking the, the visual side out of it, it, it's amazing. And it just shows how much... How much processing is already in that Apple Watch? Yeah. How can it tell the difference between, you know, obviously if you pinch your thumb and forefinger together, you're using a different tendon and it's able to sense that. And it uses the heart rate sensor as well to help uh, identify what you're doing. Insane. But it's all all down to that artificial intelligence, that machine learning that's that's figuring out, you know, well, okay, so he's making a pinch gesture and he's, he's clenching his fist. And this means that absolutely amazing. And I'll be honest with you, I should be ashamed of myself, but it's something I never really thought about before. That, you know, how can people with uh, maybe a, a problem with one hand that they can't touch the Apple Watch? You know, how, how can they possibly use it? And it's something I didn't really think about and I should be ashamed of myself. Um, but this totally covers that. But as you said, people are excited about this because they're thinking when it comes to something like AR glasses... This could be a way to control them. You know, it's almost like the virtual reality with those funky little um, handsets that they get to move around in virtual space. Yeah. Well, this could be a way to have more control over AR glasses or anything like that. Yeah, amazing. 
let's take a let's take a listen to their little trailer about uh, assistive touch on the Apple Watch. Designed for individuals with limb differences, assistive touch is controlled through gestures like clutching and pinching. For example, to stop a timer, double clench to activate assistive touch. Pinch your index finger and thumb to move focus to the stop button, then clench to confirm. In some applications, you can also use these gestures to perform quick actions. For example, to answer a call, you can double clench to immediately pick up. There are also additional controls for more complex navigation, like ending a workout, double clench to bring up the action menu, pinch to move focus to the motion pointer, and clench to confirm. Now you can move your arm to hover the pointer over the edge to scroll the page. Then hover over the end button to stop the workout. The motion pointer can also be activated by simply shaking your hand. So that's assistive touch. With this new feature, we're able to open the doors to Apple Watch for even more people in a way that hasn't been possible before. That is so cool. It is, it isn't is, it? It is I, so cool. I, that came out of nowhere. No one saw this. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's amazing. This is why I'm excited for WWDC because there's so many things that we don't know about that we're going to find out about, which is pretty cool. Uh, you guys are listening. Double Tap Canada. I'm Marco Flalo alongside me, Sean Priest. Stephen Scott off for the week, but he'll be back next week, uh, as, well, as will Dave Brown. If you're familiar with now with Dave Brown on AMI-audio or AMI-tv, he will be joining us. Um, plus something else really cool on AMI-tv this week, um, kind of... Uh, themed around us a little bit. Uh, Stick around and I'll tell you all about it. It is Double Tap Canada. Stay there. Hey, Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Is it? Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. You know, it'd be fun if Stephen was actually in the document that we're looking at right now and like changing things on the fly. Who's to say he isn't? I know what he's like. I would see that because I can see here who's in it. It says Sean Priest is here, but he's inactive. How dare we, you? We've talked about <laughs> Bose headphones. Okay, let's delete that. Delete. Um, iPod Max, we talked about that. Lots of Apple Talk of the News that was done. What did Mark buy last week? Oh, so you know what I did? So mm-hmm. I, I'm working on this project. Top secret, I can't really talk about it. But I had to buy a gaming laptop. So um, I was searching online. I'm like, okay, what kind of gaming laptop? Because I needed a high graphics and high performance. So An expensive one, though. No, yep. you know what? Surprisingly not that expensive. I was, yeah, I was Well, I was looking at the Dells and the Alienwares, and I'm like, yep. okay, but let's see like what's what's out there, what else is out there that might be uh, a bit more uh, you know, speedy delivery is what I was looking for, something to get to me faster. <laughs> yes. So I found an Asus Tough um, 15-inch 2021 model. It's ultra slim. It's 15.6-inch screen, 240 hertz display, which, again, it didn't, wow. I didn't need that. But what it does have, it has a GeForce, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3070 chipset in there, which is a pretty in, insane video chipset. Um, Intel Core i7, latest processor, like the 11,000 11, series, 16 gigs DDR4 RAM, um, one terabyte PCIe SSD hard drive, Wi-Fi six, so fast Wi-Fi six, and I go ahead and I order this. It was twenty um twenty two hundred dollars, which oh that's not bad is actually. not that bad for this kind of machine. Like if you compare it to like this outperforms my MacBook Pro, and my yeah, MacBook Pro that, was probably around five and a half thousand dollars when I bought it. Well. It's it's that graphics chipset that you're going to be paying the most for on this, but um, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And so I, I get this, and then I realize as I'm trying to set some stuff up, you know, I was so concerned with all these gaming specs that I didn't even look if it had a video, a, a webcam, and it has no webcam. <gasps> is that a big deal? I mean, it is actually a big deal because I was I'm testing some video stuff, so it has no webcam. <laughs> Well, you've got. I'm sure you've got a thousand external cameras. Fun, funny enough, there, right? I, I have I have cameras. I have like GoPros and stuff like that that I can 
I can use, but I ended up just going online to Amazon, buying just like a cheap 4K webcam, just you know for 50 bucks, just to just to test out this purpose. And you had to wait a week for it to arrive. I am. I'm waiting until Saturday. It's not even going to be here until Saturday, so I can't even. I can get the basics set up and going on this machine, but I can't even. And then I realized that the computer on my end, um, the desktop Alienware that was sent to me, um, that I'm testing with, um, also has no camera on it either. So I ended up buying two webcams. You know, um, that seems strange to me because a big thing of gaming now, obviously, is streaming. You know, you've got Twitch and YouTube gaming yeah, and that's what, like that. Yeah, that's what kind of – honestly, that's why I didn't even – I didn't even think of it. I assumed that every laptop these days is going to have a camera on it. And if I look at, you know, webcam on the listing, no, it's not even here. And the other one, I, there was another laptop that I was considering, which wasn't the Asus. It was um, – which one was it? Acer. Nope. Lenovo. Oh, no, quick. No, it wasn't. Anyone want to email It wasn't Alienware either. Actually, I bought it. Hang on. I bought it and then I hit return really quickly. Um, <laughs> please hold. Your call is important to me. Canceled orders. Here's where. Okay. Uh, Razer. Razer Blade 15. Oh, wow. And if I look at this one, yeah, that has a webcam on the top. That one. Yep. That. Uh, well, you made a mistake. Simple as that. I did it. It was $200 more. $100 more. But the webcams in, in laptops are always, you know, they're. They, they're Make do webcams, aren't they? I mean, do you really? You'd want an external one anyway. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. But I mean, it was just—it was just funny that it You're came, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe that didn't have the basic, the basic thing that I needed, which was funny. But it has Thunderbolt four, anyhow, whatever. So webcams coming. I'll be able to get to that. Um, but yeah, nice build on these these laptops, which are kind of cool. Um, so. I should hope so for that kind of price. And and do you need like two um, power bricks to power this thing? No, it's just a regular kind of regular size kind of power brick for these, you know, I've PC laptops. I've seen some Razer ones. I've seen some Alienware ones where you need two power bricks. Really? And the fan is just because, you know, cooling down those graphic chips when you're gaming at 4K at 220 hertz is going to be amazing. That's why I like liquid cooling. <laughs> But they don't make they don't make many it. laptops with liquid liquid cooling these days. I mean, they, they waterproof laptops that you could submerge in a pool. Um, <laughs> so I bought I bought that this week too. You know, I'm trying to make up for the lack of Stephen Scott because he tends to uh, to spend oh I know uh, the things ridiculous. he buys. Like I feel like he's an Amazon store, but I look around me now and I'm like I, I'm I'm I've got two TCL phones here that I'm. I'm testing out. Um, what else? You do a lot of testing, don't you, Mark? I do. I do. I need. I need testing in my life. I've got some really cool Belkin um, accessories here that are going to be uh, given away during our town halls. So, uh, speaking of town halls, this week, actually tonight, when you're listening to this on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on AMI TV, you will watch the first ever. Double Tap TV Virtual Town Hall. Double Tap TV Virtual Town Hall. We're going to be talking all about the smart home, and a special guest Celine Lee from Amazon, out in Seattle, Washington, or that area. Anyway, she's going to be joining us. She's in charge of, of Alexa. Oops, I said it. Sorry, <gasps> don't no. say it. Oh, sorry. Um, she's Cancel. the Alexa country manager for Canada. She's going to talk all about the things they do to regionalize the service and. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, her boss. Her boss is a computer. Her boss is Alexa. So uh, we're going to Alexa, learn all that. Say as... it. You can't whisper it. They pick up on whispers, you know. Alexa, Lady Alexa, A. Alexa, Stop Alexa. it. Stop. <laughs> Alexa, play Double Tap Canada. Don't do it. No. <laughs> oh, that sounds Alexa, amazing. stop. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's talking. Oh, my God, my head. Uh, Alexa, off. It. I've unplugged all mine. Let, I want to jump back to the uh, Apple accessibility um, improvements that are coming because there is something for uh, being totally selfish for the minute. For us, the visually impaired community, they did mention that they are going to bring improvements to voiceover. And I got so excited about this because it needs some improving. Um, uh, but what, they, what they're talking about actually is Image Explorer. Um, so basically, if anyone's used Seeing AI and they've got a similar thing there where you can move your finger along your photo and it will tell you what objects are in there. It's amazing. It works really well. Well, it seems quite similar to uh, this Image Explorer, which Apple are bringing later on. 
Um, so yes, it's going to give you more description. Um, it's going to tell you about objects and people that are in there, and also it's going to allow you to add markup, accessible markup on there, so you can put your own descriptions on photos. And I know that's something that so many people have asked me over the years. You know, how how do I know what a photo is, and can I rename the photos? And the answer has always been no, not really. You can use a voiceover. Um, yeah, labeling trick to get around that. It works okay most of the time, but yeah, in this improvement that is coming, you're going to be able to do that, which is cool. Kind of, kind of like the Google Lens feature, I guess. You know, that is able to determine what's in the actual image. You know, one girl staring at you lovingly. <laughs> I've never had that ever. But yeah, I mean, we got in in the last update with um, uh, screen recognition and image description that we we've got that anyway. That that, that voiceover uses that artificial intelligence, um, so it will say something like you know a, a sunset or, or whatever. It will give you a bit more description than that. But this takes it even further and allows you to you know objects and people and and things like that. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. And there's also another one, uh, another improvement in that you can now set display options and font sizes per app. So oh, cool. if, you, if you've got an app where you want the text bigger or you want, I'm not sure what the display accommodations are going to be, but possibly, you know, inverted, I'm not entirely sure, uh, then you can set that per app, which is, again, from a customization point of view, really cool. Have you ever had a co-host fall asleep during the show? Yeah, sorry, it's my voice, I think. Why? What's the matter? No, I'm just asking, just curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you having a go at me here? Unbelievable. I, I, I'm just Steven, asking a question. Back. I'm asking a question, okay? You know what? We're going to have to... This is exciting. We're gonna There's ha- also another one. No, I'm not letting you talk now. There's also another accessibility improvement coming for the switch control. So switch control uh, allows people to use hardware, mechanical switches or blowpipes to to move and control with your iPhone. Or you iOS. said blowpipes, not bagpipes, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely blowpipes. Okay, good. Well, now they're going to be adding the ability to control that without the hardware, but just using sounds. So it's for um, for even nonverbal people or people in paralysis. So instead of actually, like, you could use voice control, people would say, but if people are unable to do that, then this new improvement allows people to just to make any sort of verbal sound, such as pops or clicks or eeps, and uh, it allows you to control the uh, on-screen cursor. So, yeah. Uh, look, I, I know this is boring. I know this is, doesn't interest you. This is not boring. This is extremely no, no, interesting. I'm, what are you talking I'm, about? I'm guilty you out now. I'm shaming you. But <laughs> this, actually, as I said, the fact that Apple actually pre-announced this, which is something Apple never do, and, uh, and these improvements out there across the board for accessibility on Global Accessibility Awareness Day was fantastic. And uh, it just shows, you know, because people do sometimes say, oh, Apple, you know, they, they just... They're just making, um, they just talk about it a lot, but they're, they're always working on accessibility and just so cool. I'm reading an article that just came in. Um, Virtuix raises $19 million for a VR treadmill. They've announced they've raised over $19 million for more than 6,500 investors to use the proceeds to launch Omni One, which is going to be an omnidirectional treadmill for the home that lets players walk and run inside popular games and virtual worlds. Yeah. Now, a co-host fall asleep. Um, I have. I have. (laughs) Now, listen. I've seen this before. This came out when VR was um, when Oculus was just born. I remember it was like like a pad, and people were kind of strapped to it almost. And that's right. Yeah, it was like one of those. Um, exercise trampolines with a, a handrail around it, yeah, and it, people could walk either way. And look, this is exactly what you need for a full virtual reality. But a uh, man, who's got the space for all this stuff? Um, I got a garage. I mean, I could, you got a shed. We could repurpose <laughs> that shed for something. Um, yeah, you know, interesting. Definitely interesting. I can't imagine a lot of people putting this in their house because these aren't cheap either. They're going to sell for two thousand dollars. Um, th- these these are bachelor toys, right? And uh, I would be all over this, but uh, I know there's not a chance I wouldn't be allowed one of these. You'd be allowed? Who would stop no. you? Who would stop you, Sean? Just out of curiosity. We all know who. We all, we know, all know who. The boss. The boss. Oh my god. Um, you know what? Uh, I have a feeling that Stephen is wondering if we're going to call him, and I don't know if we're going to let him down by not calling him, or do we try calling him? Can we? I mean, he, he's relaxing. 
I think we're gonna try it, but we're gonna take a go, quick break go first. For it. Yeah, let's let's do a break first. Let's come back, reset, figure out how we're gonna call Stephen Scott. You are listening to Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in just a moment. Miss something on today's show? Search for Double Tap Canada on the podcast platform of your choice and listen anytime. We'll be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. He is Sean Priest. I am Marco Flalo. Stephen Scott is not here, but we have to We have to figure out. You know, he feels, he tells us he takes vacations and stuff like that. Um, I just don't believe him. I just don't believe him, Sean. No, we, we need to check up on him. It's, know, it's important. Duty. It's important to know yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah, what's yeah. going on. So let's, yeah. let's see. Yeah. He, he, you think he knows we're recording at this point? Like he? No, no. He'll be in his hot tub. You think so? Did I tell you I bought a trampoline for my kids? Oh my god, my muscles oh, are hurting. He's not answering. What is going on here? No, I told you he's in his hot tub with a pina colada. Oh, fine. You know what? No, fine. We didn't want to Ruined talk to you it. anyway, Steven Scott. Yeah, go away. Would have been an no, go try calling me. It would have been a great segment. <laughs> Sorry. I have to excuse me while I drink my coffee here. Okay, you 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 enjoy yourself. Look, I, I've got another story here. I want to talk about. Go ahead. The, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I'm getting aggressive. Calm down, Sean. The Amazon and Tile are getting together to try and battle Apple's AirTags. Oh. This is quite cool because Amazon, the, the smart speakers, last year was it, or the, even the year before, they were talking about Sidewalk, which is this slightly confusing and never quite explained perfectly. I never really understand it. It's a network that they're making out of all the smart speakers that are uh, in everyone's house on the street by name, right? So basically, it sort of creates this Bluetooth wide area network that uses a little bit of your internet access to, well, create this network. Um, and it allows uh, Internet of Thing devices like your Ring Video doorbell or whatever to connect to whatever Echo is about in whoever's house and, you know, communicate and get a bit of Internet access. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. And I'm not even sure that's 100 percent. No, no, that's, that's you're, you're dead right. So basically it takes advantage of, of uh, smart speakers in the area. So if you're happening to be walking on the street and you've got a device like a tile, for example, or, or some kind of device that's an IoT connected device, if it you know it does not, if it's not self connected to the internet, it can piggyback off of nearby speakers and get a little bit Sounds of access if you allow it. You have to allow it to work, and you, um, you kind of opt out of that as well. Exactly, which is pretty cool because you know, if you think about it, you know, not every city is a smart city and has wireless everywhere. So, you know, imagine for emergency purposes, if you're able to you know light up a network like that and give access to it. I think I would allow it. I think I would let that, if yeah, I knew well, that it they wasn't. Say it's, it's got three levels of encryption on it, and uh, so they, they, they've published a white paper on the um, the privacy and security of it, so I'm sure that's been looked through. I haven't done it myself, but I'm sure it's absolutely fine. <laughs> but, but don't um, worry, it's all vetted. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this could work really well. Obviously, so Tile, um, the, the big thing about the AirTags is that there's a billion iPhones out there. So if you do lose something with an AirTag attached, the chances are that someone is going to walk past with an iPhone or, or an iPad or Mac or whatever it may be. There's probably going to be one around it at some point. Now, Tile don't have that. If you do have a Tile um, tracker, then you need the t someone to walk past with the Tile app on their phone. Not open or anything, but at least just the Tile app on their phone. Obviously, that demographic is a lot smaller. That market is smaller. Yeah. So what Amazon are thinking, well, the, 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 the family of smart speakers that they've got out there with this sidewalk network, the Tile can connect to that and report where it is. And you're massively increasing the, the chances of, you know, finding it again. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I just I just like to see these companies coming together and saying, okay, Apple will take you on. It's always quite nice. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing, isn't it, <laughs> to try to dig it on. But I wonder if they realize that there's no way they can win. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's just, just Resistance just, is futile. Just, and it's funny because I have a couple air tags in the house, and I, I've been, you know, I told a story about tracking my daughter in a hide-and-seek game. 
and uh, they made me give them a couple of the air tags and of course pair them to their phones which aren't you know they have no sim cards and they're just you know basically yeah. iPods and they are older phones so they don't have that U1 chip so yes. you're unable to get that precise kind of go this direction to find your air tag so now yeah. they're all pissed at me and they want new phones like they've only just got these the uh, youngster generation um, uh, are spoiled, Sean. They is are. that the nice way to say it? <laughs> spoiled beyond spoiled. I bought a trampoline yesterday. So we were at my sister's house and they had this trampoline in the backyard. And I'm guessing it was like a five foot or a six foot trampoline. I'm like, oh, this would be fun. So I go online and I'm like, oh, look, I can get one. There's one nearby. What size should I get? I'm like, oh, the price difference isn't bad. Let's get this 15 foot trampoline. I'm like, okay, well, this wow. patio umbrella is 10 feet. So, okay. Well, I miscalculated this one. It takes up the entire green area of my backyard. And, of course, once I realized that, it was way too late. Like, I've opened the box. I've destroyed the box. I've half-built this thing. I already can't feel my arms because I've been pulling springs. So I'm not going to take this apart, right? Yeah, it took me like three weeks to put a six foot trampoline together. Oh so you got to pull those screws tight with a special tool. Oh, God, special tool. It's not a special tool, it's a freaking hook. <laughs> I felt like Captain Hook for 10 minutes, just going, ah. Oh. And you know, it's all easy on one side, but then you get to the other side on the opposite end of the tension. Oh, I know. Yeah. I can't feel my arms anymore. This is ridiculous. I thought the shot was bad. Wow. This is just absolutely nuts. Um, anyhow. So I put together the trampoline, and my daughter came home, and she was absolutely in awe. And she doesn't want to go to school; she wants to just play on the trampoline. And so, at least, Aww. at least, I got some kind of you know it gratitude out it. of it. Yeah, you got daddy points. Just well done, you. Don't so. know what I'm going to do to store this thing in the winter. I have no oh, idea. Oh, my trampoline blew away in the winter, so I just it just let it go. It blew away in the winter. Yeah, we had big storms, and it just blew away. So, Sean, bye-bye. this trampoline is not going anywhere. This thing is <laughs> massive. <laughs> I had to avoid power lines just to get the netting up on it. Just that's how big it is. It's just it's not normal. Ooh, netting th- and everything. Oh yeah, no, I think I could probably use this to bounce into my pool from the uh, from the trampoline. It's it's absolutely oh, categorically that, insane. There's the opening to Double Tap TV. Thank you, uh, thank you for being here this week on this edition of Double Tap Canada. Uh, don't forget Double Tap TV Town Hall uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern on the 27th, and of course it will rerun uh, many many times. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Stephen, for giving me the opportunity to not have you around. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTapCanada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time.